Good morning, my brothers. It's great to see y'all bright and early. Nice church full of men. <clears throat> Guys, this gospel reading is uh, it's pretty incredible. Jesus is sending out 72 men to go and proclaim the gospel. Um, these are not the 12 apostles. These are just regular laymen like yourselves. And he sends them out, and you would think he would equip them, right? He would give them something, but he doesn't. He says, take no money, no sandals, no sackcloth, like just go and proclaim the gospel. Uh, could you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, what if we just say, like, I want, I want to send you out to go and preach, but look, don't take your watch, don't take your cell phone, don't take your credit card, don't, leave, don't take your wallet, like, just go out with nothing. Or what if I was saying, you got to go hunting? You can't take your bow, you can't take your gun, just go hunt. You'd be like, you're crazy, Father. You've got to give me something. Well, he, he is giving them something. What he's given them is a power and authority given by him that no human gifts can, I guess, accomplish. Right? They're going out in his authority. So when our people are converted, they won't look at them and say, well, they, they were so powerful because they had A, B, C, and D. They were rich, they were famous, they were powerful, they were educated. That's why they were so effective. No, they had nothing. They were effective because of the power of Christ. <clears throat> I want to talk about a little something today. Um, we hear a lot of talk today about gun control, right? And I'm not going to get into the political aspects of it, but you all know what I'm talking about, and you may have your own views of gun control and, and, uh, <clears throat> and what, what's happening in our society and our country today. They're wanting to take the guns away from us. Um, I want to tell you a story about a guy named Ted Bundy. Y'all remember Ted Bundy? He's a famous serial killer. Killed, at least what he confessed to was about 30 homicides before he was executed. The true story happened. Uh, I was listening to it uh, just the other day from a priest. He was telling the story. It was powerful. He said Ted Bundy had gone onto a college campus. And he broke into one of the dorms, and he killed, there were three girls in the dorms, and he killed two girls. And he was going into the third bedroom to kill the third girl. And as he opened the door, this force, this power propelled him and threw him backwards, and his gun flew out of his hands. He had no idea what happened to him. <clears throat> the girl that was in there um, was terrified. And... Um, she didn't know what quite had happened. Her two roommates were just slaughtered. All she wanted to do whenever the police got to her was that she wanted to talk to a priest. So this Monsignor came over and was speaking to the girl and trying to find out what happened. And she said, I don't understand why he was propelled. She said, he said, well, what were you doing? She said, I was sleeping. She said, I always promised my mom. She said, whenever I left to go to college as a freshman, she said, I promised my mom that I would pray the rosary every single day. And she said, this night I was praying my rosary, but I fell asleep while I was praying it. And said, so I fell asleep with my rosary in my hand. The Monsignor tells her, as a very wise Monsignor, that that rosary <clears throat> was the most powerful weapon she could have used against Ted Bundy. That's what forced him. This power came out and forced him and threw him out of the door. And his weapon goes out of his hands. A few years later, he ends up getting a phone call from the prison, the same Monsignor, to speak to Ted Bundy before the execution. 
Ted Bundy said, Father, there's a lot of things that I've done in my life that I'm sorry for, he said, but I, there's one thing that I've never understood that has boggled my mind. He said, years ago, he said, I, I killed two girls in a college dorm. He said, I went to go kill the third girl. And he said, when I opened the door, a force propelled me out of the door and I was thrown backwards and the gun flew out of my hands. He said, I can't understand that. I don't know why that happened. What was it? And so the priest, the Monsignor, began to evangelize Ted Bundy and speak to him about the power of the rosary and how it protected that young girl that night. I was blown away by that story because so many times we think that we, don't, we have to just give up whenever things happen to us. We don't realize that in this little rosary, this, these little beads, is the most powerful weapon that we have against fighting the enemy. Guys, I'm telling you, it'll move mountains, it'll stop wars, it saved that girl's life. Whenever we go through life and we have this little rosary, guys, the enemy has such a hard time getting into us whenever we have this rosary. You would never, in your wildest imaginations, if you were a cop, you would never walk out of your house without your gun strapped on your hip, would you? No. Why? Because you're going out into the battlefield. That's why. Your very life may depend upon it. Well, brothers, if you haven't realized, we are all in a big battle right now. Satan has ramped up his tactics in ways that are unimaginable. And the reason why he's succeeding in so many areas, the reason why he's destroying so many marriages, is because we have forgotten about our strongest weapon. Priests aren't preaching about it anymore. Families aren't praying it anymore. We've stopped carrying our pockets. Why are we walking out of our house if we know that there's a battle going on? Guess what? Today, you're going to be tempted by Satan. I promise you. Where's your weapon? What are you going to grab onto whenever Satan comes knocking on your door? To carry that rosary in your pocket, even if you're not praying it that day, which I suggest you do, but even if you don't, at least it's in your pocket. At least that whenever Satan comes tapping on your door, you can reach in your pocket and you can grab onto it and say, Mom, help me. St. Louis de Montfort says that one of the most powerful things against the enemy, he said number one is the name of Jesus. He said the second, he said he hates for Mary to look at him. One thing that I'll do several times, whenever I'm feeling temptation, I'll just say, Mary, look at me. Because if there's an evil spirit around me, he has to flee at the pure and the loving gaze of Mary. Right? And so many times what's happened, why is there such evil increasing? As I said a second ago, it's because we've forgotten our most powerful rosary. Satan has already disarmed us. The country can do what it wants, but a century ago, Satan took this out of our hands. And until we come back to it and realize the power that is in these little beads, guys, we're going to continue to be slaughtered. And our families will continue to be destroyed and separated. Your kids are going to continue to go down the paths that you wish that they wouldn't go down. It's a simple little prayer. But brothers, it is the most powerful of prayers. Whenever you feel the enemy coming into your family and you and your wife are starting to Go on separate paths because y'all are both busy and trying to scrounge the kids all over the place. Pick up your rosary. It's easy. Say it on your drive between here and work. Right? Say it with your wife. <clears throat> powerful, powerful, powerful prayer. It was what brought about my conversion. 
I remember my aunt, whenever she was dying of cancer, I would always walk into her bedroom because she was in sulfur where I was competing in gymnastics every single day when I'd go work out. And my mom would be over there, and she'd come pick me up from gym, and I would go over to their house. My nanny was always praying a rosary. As she lay in her bed dying of bone cancer, she was always praying a rosary. And that made an impression on me as a young 15, 16-year-old. Later on, right after she died and my conversion came about, um, it was the rosary as a teenager that I was so drawn to. Whenever you look at the statistics today, whenever you look at the young people, what's the f- number one thing on a young person's chart that they love to pray? And I can be, a, I'm a testimony to that being here on a college campus. It's the rosary. The second thing young people love the most is adoration. It's pretty amazing. Brothers, those are our two weapons. <laughs> The rosary and adoration. What a powerful experience that would be for husbands and wives to go to the adoration chapel, which opens up over here next Sunday. To have a holy hour every day with your wife. Yeah, it's a commitment, absolutely. But guys, we're capable of committing to some really incredible things if we want it, right? As men, we can do a lot of incredible things. We can wake up at the wee hours of the morning and go sit in a freezing cold deer stand and shoot nothing for hours. (laughs) We can do the same for our Lord. We can do the same for Jesus. If He's our number one, you wake up early to get over here for a 6 o'clock morning Mass, but if He's our number one, we can do the same thing once a week to sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament, pray our rosary for our families. Man, you'll see mountains moving in your life. I promise you, you can't sit in front of Jesus for an hour and pray the rosary and not be just bombarded by grace. Like, this is our duty as men. It's our duty, right? And so let us together remember and take back the weapon that was taken away from us, that Satan blinded us, and we didn't fight back and say, "Uh uh-uh, you're not going to have that. No, we say, oh, that's a repetitious prayer. We can do away with that. No, he took, our, he took our weapon away. And our families got slaughtered and our country went downhill. Pope, I forgot what Pope it was. A little squirrel just took that away. Anyway, one of the popes said, uh, he said, you give me an army of men and women who pray the rosary? He said, and we will stop every war that comes our way. And he meant it. And there are true stories of men. They were on the battlefield, literally. I forgot where it was, but they were on the battlefield as the tanks were coming up. And all the men that were on the battlefield got out and they knelt down and started praying the rosary right on the front lines of the battlefield. The other tanks were coming their way to destroy them. They stopped and got out and started praying with the men. The war was ended. True story. So I could go on and on about the rosary. I love it. I want to be able to just equip you as men because the enemy is working on you just as much as he works on me and to equip you with the best weapon that we have. Pray it devoutly. A buddy of mine used to, he didn't know how to pray the rosary when he first had his conversion, so all he would pray was our Father, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary. That's how he prayed the rosary. But you know what? He had an incredible conversion. And he's an incredible leader in the church now, right? So pray it as you can. You don't have to go into ecstasy whenever you pray it. You're meditating on each rosary, each mystery of Jesus' life, which is worthy of meditation. 
And so keep it in your pocket, guys. Don't walk out of the house without your weapon in your pocket. Hold on to it throughout the day when the enemy comes knocking on your door. And pray for your family. Um, and go right there. Go to Jesus. Wherever you're at. Wherever you're at in town, in Homa, in Thibodeau, in Chack Bay, wherever you're at. Find Jesus and say your rosary. Most powerful thing you'll do today. Amen?